Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, we talked Speed Vegas and some of the supercars we drove there a short period of time ago. And uh, we get into uh, what's going on with the Bronco delay and uh, the new, um, oh God, what is The it? singer. The singer. You know yeah. what? Spiker popped into my head for some <laughs> well, reason. Well, that's kind of cool, dude. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing a new Spiker. New singer, but... kind of 959 uh, Paris to Dakar kind of a, yeah. I wouldn't, don't go, don't say Baja. Don't say Baja. Yeah, Paris to Dakar. So we'll get into all that. First, there's Matt. Yeah, we're from Dodge. We all know that Dodge is known for horsepower and muscle, but did you know that J.D. Power just ranked Dodge number one for initial quality? Dodge is the first domestic brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. It's the first time a domestic automotive brand ran away with both awards in the same year. And with enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge number one in initial quality and mass market appeal. So join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com to shop and buy online or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. There's never been a better time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. Welcome to CarCast, Amanda Parole. That is Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea. Over there, buddy. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Oh, this is Happy New yeah, Year. Yeah, for show right. back. Wow. Well, yeah. For oh. show with us. For show, show with matters. us. All right. So uh, let's see. We went to Speed Vegas. We'll get into that. Had uh, had a fun time there. Uh, we got uh, Singer. It's made two Baja-style oh, reimagined these, these Porsches. these things are cool. These things are super cool. They have to be. But I'll tell you this. I'm just reading the rundown. Um, Baja Porsches are pretty damn cool. Um, I think there's the uh, Rothmans uh, one that won the Paris to Dakar. I think they had a 911 and a 959. Really expensive, coveted cars. I think one of those things, I think one of those uh, Rothman ones, I think like a 959, I think it sold at auction for like five million bucks a couple years ago. We were looking at it. Um, And I dig it. But for me... The coolest thing about a car is its stance, mm-hmm. and when when it sits up too high, it bothers me. Like <laughs> uh, some of those Mustangs, where the front end is high. some of those '60s Mustangs, where it looks like the yeah. engines out of the car. Yeah, you know that. You know when you go into a garage and there's a car being worked on, it has no engine, it just sits up high up front. The other one that bothers me is the BMW. It's like a 507, like vintage BMW. Mm -hmm. It's it's just way up high. Yeah, there's that one. And then there is, uh, of course, 
the granddaddy of them all, which is the uh, VW Rabbit pickup truck, which always <laughs> sat way up high in the front, which always bothered me because there'd be nothing in the bed. And somehow, once you put the sacks of concrete in the bed, that it would sit even further up yeah. in the wrong direction. I, I, I think you would agree even not necessarily nose high, but just overall too high. Uh, Ferrari 288 GTO. It's like a... It, it, Ferrari uh, 288 GTO, yes. Same thing. Which is a car I love, just wrong tires. Same with the... Same wrong with height. The, wrong mirrors. Wrong mirrors. Same with the Ferrari uh, 512, which is sometimes a car sits too high, but sometimes there's just too big a gap between the rear tire, the front tire, and the top of the fender. Yeah. The the reason everyone loves the uh, 510s in race trim, and when I say everyone, I mean me, is <laughs> they flare those rears and they tuck. Like yeah. you see them tuck up in there. And if you pictured that car with a bunch of air between the fender and the top of the tire, it would just look like ass, right? right. Yeah. It's that tight tuck that we're looking for. By the way, the... Uh, the real king of the tight tuck is the uh, Mira SV. Yeah. Rear tires just yeah. tucked up in there, you know. Um, all right. So we'll uh, talk about some hot laps. Dodge? Yeah, Dodge. Uh, we all know that Dodge is known for horsepower and muscle. But did you know that J.D. Power just ranked Dodge number one for initial quality? So join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com to shop and buy online or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. There's never been a better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. Yeah, so we're looking at the uh, Singer 911, which has the 959 rear spoiler type on it, which is definitely what they were looking for. They went all out on this. They had a customer that wanted to commission this car, and he ended up making this one customer, had to make two of them. The white one that you see was for the high-speed off-road, uh, and then the red one is like the high-speed tarmac version, kind of rally-ish, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I you know, I don't know how this customer got it done, and I don't know how he got two of them, and, um, other than a very large check that he must have wrote. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, eight dampers, it's like two per wheel. It's uh, a crazy engine, and I all they said was they will make more if somebody wants them, just Pricing has not been announced on it. So there's two adjustable dampers per wheel. It's got permanent all-wheel drive. It's got a 3.6-liter flat-six twin-turbocharged 450-horsepower five-speed sequential gearbox. The 450-horsepower – see, I'm I'm smelling a lot of uh, 959 in this car. And the all-wheel drive 959 had 450 horsepower Mm -hmm. back in the day. That's probably why they didn't – I don't know. That's why they didn't go 500 or 475 or 425. I'm guessing. Uh, Probably. I mean, uh, maybe a reliability thing, like when you start pushing it too far, you you run into – some of that, but yeah, no, I I agree. It just seems like a coincidence that they basically dressed it up like a nine fifty nine, and the nine fifty nine had a nine fifty nine probably had a three point two, or maybe it's a three point six. 
trying to think. But it, it, it made 450 horsepower with a twin twin turbo charge on there. Yeah. 959, Maxipata. Was that a 3.2 or 3.6? I'm seeing 2.8. Oh, 2.8. Oh, yeah. that's right. It was a small displacement engine. That's true. All right. So uh, what else we talk so about? So this one also has uh, – they, they did a long-range fuel tank, two full-size spares, uh, FIA certified roll cage – a hydration system for the driver and passenger. <laughs> they make it sound so fancy, like mm-hmm. it's like it's got champagne in it or something. Mm. Uh, GPS, and in Singer fashion, they did a lot of carbon fiber, carbon fiber body, and mm-hmm. and what. Although nine five nine five nine was carbon fiber and Kevlar. I think it was carbon and Kevlar, so it was probably fairly. Lightweight uh, components for that for that car as well. I don't know what the racing version was, but it was uh, it was a very early use, probably of uh, carbon and those kinds of composites and in you know sort of different materials. It was a kind of a big deal back then. Kind of a weird looking car in its own way, but. Mm-hmm. But not bad looking at all. Just just a little different. Had had enough of the uh, Porsche DNA in it. You don't see those come across the block that often. No, but Kenneba's doing his. I don't want to say reimagined version. That's more of a, a singer term. But he's doing his kind of hot rod versions that he's offering, like a turnkey. Like you can go to him and get a Kenneba nine five nine. Right. Of course, you got to bring the nine five nine, the base one. You know, with you, mm-hmm. and then write a much larger check on top of that, right? Or he finds one for you, and we've seen them; they're cool. We saw it when we went to uh, Lufkacult at the at the lumber yard uh, a few years back. He had the first one there, and I think it was green. It was like all mm-hmm. green. Yeah. That was one of his first nine five nines. He does a a good job on that one. You want sort of a I don't know, like for lack of a better term, you want kind of a Ring Brothers modern day version where things work, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. air conditioning and engine power and everything works. That's kind of what he's doing for that. So this is a – the Singer thing is cool, but obviously much different <clears throat> with its we, – We went to the Ren Sport at Laguna Seca, I think, and they probably had this pavilion with maybe 9, 10, 11 of those 959s yeah. all yeah. parked up in there. Uh, that was pretty cool. But yeah, not – not a car you see pop up on at auction. Uh, speaking of auction, I was looking at uh, Meekum Kissimmee or Kissimmee or whatever. Never figured that one yeah, out. Yeah, that's but, a big uh, one for them. They've got some uh, big time cars going through there, which is not what you. Meekum has been like quietly kind of creeping up on the Goodings and the RMs, yeah. you know, because they have a lot more. They have Cobras now. There's a uh, 350 GTR that's uh, in the mix. Uh, they're get, like given estimates. You know, there's, there's, you know, they probably have five, six cars that are over a million bucks. Like in the uh, in the estimate department, they have this uh, crazy uh, Ferrari 1952 340 America that mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at. That's uh, kind of cool. They got this Shelby GT Fastback that some guy put like the drag pack on. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not sure why nobody put it back, but unless it has some history, you know, you know, did it did it win something or did it? Yeah, or they have a 
they have a uh, they have a gold wing. They have a uh, Ferrari Daytona. The thing about the Ferrari Daytona is every single time I I look in the estimate, it's like six seventy five to seven twenty five. Like this thing's not going above five ten. Like I know <laughs> yeah. you guys keep setting those estimates at six hundred plus, but at some point you have to listen to the market. They're just not getting above five hundred grand. Yeah. So uh, yeah, some big big cars going off at uh, at Meekum. Um, we went, uh, we'll talk to, uh, Darren from, uh, Speed Vegas, cause we went over there and turned some hot laps, uh, the other day and, um, it was fun. I driven, yeah. haven't had a spirited drive in a while. Speed Vegas is, uh, it's a track. It's kind of a, a supercar kind of rental experience. They, and they have a bunch of other things there as well. The off-road circuit. And uh, as you said, uh, Darren, I'll get into it a little bit more. But it's a it's a beautiful facility. They do a great job, and everybody just kind of you know you, you kind of sign up and pick which cars you want to drive. They they have an instructor go with you. I love that every car there, regardless of price, has a brake pedal in the passenger footwell compartment for the instructor. Like, yes, they they've got you know they got a Ferrari four eighty eight. With a brake pedal on the other side as well, which uh, seems interesting to me. Uh, I don't know if anybody used it while we were driving. I wasn't paying attention. I think my guy used it once. Did he? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, coming in hot, you know. Coming in hot. Um, but it was uh, it was a good time. It's a great uh, it's a great track. It's got a little bit of elevation, not a lot, but uh, one point five miles, twelve turns. And uh, they do a good job. Of course, the, the the number one thing for any of these instructors is just like, just be calm, mm-hmm. right? Just be calm, be encouraging, and you'll you'll be fine. So you basically get into these cars, you get strapped in. Of all the cars that I've driven, you know, test cars and not necessarily track them, just the press cars and stuff that we've driven. Um, I wanted to to pick some things that I haven't really been on the track or had much time, and I chose. The Porsche GT3 and the Ferrari 488, mm-hmm. and they really, for me, they couldn't have been any more different. Mm-hmm. I went out first in the in the Porsche, and it was fantastic. And I just felt confident in that car. I felt like we were going fast in that car. Um, was excited when we when we got out. I felt like I was getting better each lap. Mm-hmm. Then we got in the Ferrari, and the Ferrari Fast 48's turbo. Now, you drove it as well. I I thought I was doing very well, but just a lot of tire squeal. I kept feeling like kept feeling like it was losing some traction, and I was a little nervous about the tire sound, and the squealing, and my instructor, uh, I think her name was Bree. She was saying, "No, no, no the Ferrari does that." She goes, trust me, you're going fast. Just keep pushing, keep pushing. It's not going to lose grip. And I did, and it, it it definitely felt different than the Porsche, and the Ferrari was significantly faster. I thought I was way faster in the Porsche, and then when we were done, I was four seconds faster in the Ferrari. But man, it was a, it was a very interesting experience to take those two cars back to back and have them be as wildly different as they as they were. Yeah, I agree. I took the Shelby GT500 out and then the Ferrari. And, uh, 
the GT500 was kind of a brute. Um, I guess they tweaked it and flashed it and done some stuff on it, but I think it had about 800 horsepower we were talking about. Yeah. And that thing was um, – it, it felt like the difference between a GT500 and a Ferrari 488. It was like a sat a little higher. The, the center of gravity felt a little higher. Mm-hmm. The roof felt line felt a little higher. The weight – it felt like the weight was higher up. So that when you yeah. threw it into a corner, you could feel it really kind of being thrown into the corner versus yeah. sort of planted on the ground. The Ferrari had a lot more finesse, I guess. Uh, the They're both fun because they're just fun in their own way. I think the Ferrari – Ferrari was, uh, you know, mid-engine, very low, good power, good good balance, and – probably one of the easier cars to drive out there just because of uh, where the engine was, where the, you know, the weight was and the center of gravity and the height and the, you know, that whole, just the whole balance of it just made it easier. You, yeah. you felt like you could throw it into a corner and not really, even if you were off or carrying too much speed or something, you could, you could kind of work your way out of it. The The Mustang felt more like a brute and like kind of like if you did make a mistake, you were definitely going to know about it. Right. Kind of, kind right. Of feel. It, it's fast, but you're right. It does feel heavier. It feels like it's got big hips. Uh, right. I didn't, I didn't drive it, you know, that weekend on that track, but I was able to track it at uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway with a Ford event, uh, whatever, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... You know, so I didn't pick that car because I did do the road course with it, and it is a little kind of big. And it's just, it, I mean, it's all about tire as well. I think, I think they were pointing out that the front tire on the GT500 was as wide as the rear tire on that Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? it needed to be because it had a big lump in the front of an engine and probably a fair amount of weight. But anyway, look, it, it's all. <sighs> If you went out there in a, you know, Kia Optima something and just had an instructor and just drove the wheels off it, you, yeah. you'd have a lot of fun too. Like, that, that's the thing is, is they have it set up where you're, you're going to have fun no matter what. It doesn't matter how fast or slow you're going. Like you, you put the helmet on, the instructor's talking you up, telling you like, yeah, you go a little faster here, get on the brakes harder. You get to do things on a track that you wouldn't normally get to do on the street and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a good time. And obviously driving the supercars. You know, it's also kind of a thing you, you definitely would want to do. It'd be money well spent, and everyone should do it, and probably nobody does do it. But, you know, if you were thinking, I'm thinking about the GT3, I'm thinking about the Ferrari, I'm thinking about an uh, Acura NSX, I'm thinking about the Nuvet. I'm um, thinking about, well, I won't include the Mustang. Um, thinking about, I'm trying to think uh, what else they had there. They had a that, Toyota Supra. In that category. Yeah, it's and not quite the Porsche category. Porsche came in. Yeah, they had. They had some uh, like s- smaller, lighter, lower horsepower stuff. But if you were thinking, well, should I get the new VET or should I get the Acura? You know, they're, they're mid-engine. There's a, lot, there's, there's a lot of things that are comparable now. Yeah. The, obviously, the NSX is more expensive, but it's still kind of in the bracket, the price range, or maybe uh, maybe I want a, a Porsche GT something. Um, you'd be smart just to go over there, plunk down a few bucks, and drive them all. 
why and, not? Before you drop a hundred grand on a car, why not spend five or six hundred bucks and go out there and do you know drive four or five at, laps in each car? Drive them at speed, yeah. and then uh, when you were done, you just walk out of there going, "Oh, I like I like the NSX much <laughs> better than I like the yeah. Corvette, or vice versa, or whatever." And the C8 actually was out on the track as well, quieter than I thought. Seems like it needs exhaust work done to it. Oh, the but, uh, uh, vet. Yeah, but it, right. it's it's scooted pretty quick. Is uh, Darren on? Yes. Oh, we're going to bring him on. Hey, Darren. Darren Strahl from uh, Executive Vice President of Operations of uh, Speed Vegas. Hey, Darren. Yes, sir. How are you? Awesome. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Thanks for having us. We had a blast over at your place. Oh, you're quite welcome. Glad you had fun. How Hard many, not to here. Yeah. How many of these types of places exist around the country uh, or versions of what you're doing? Are these things that can be found in most of the states or is it pretty much there's you guys? Only, yeah. Right now, there's only three that are stationary all here in Las Vegas there are some other ones that are uh, working on something similar, but they're kind of set up almost more like um, fractional lease kind of things, car club memberships, kind of like, you know, at uh, the country club tracks. Right. There's a new one where they're trying to put in like more, I guess, hyper cars and things more rare, like, a, you know, Porsche 918 and things like that. And you buy in to that membership and then show up there and drive it. So it's not necessarily like a retail outlet. You know, uh, it's interesting how fast, pardon the pun, people, even inexperienced drivers can get up to speed, pardon the pun again, with uh, one of your instructors in there, how I think sometimes people who are inexperienced show up a little intimidated and probably two and a half to three laps in, they're going for it. And uh, I I would take, I've said this a a million times, I got 14-year-old twins um, I've, uh, I take them out driving at night yeah. now, but I still want them to have that experience of a car at speed, a car at its limits. I, and that experience of, you know, Hey, I think I overshot this corner <laughs> a little bit. Like yeah. what's, what's plan B? Uh, I, I, do you have, and, and we know there's the, the driving schools and the bondurants and that kind of stuff, but, uh, you guys, who's who's your typical customers? Is it the bachelor party? Is it the father-son team? Is it the dad's 50th birthday and the mom got him the gift certificate? Yeah, it, it's it's all of those things, but it basically it's, you know, it's a bucket list item. You're coming to Vegas. I've always wanted to drive a, you know, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, and this is the place I can come and do it. Um, the bachelor parties and the father gifts from birthdays to Father's Day and things like that. Yeah, those are uh, they. They show up um, and and have a good time. We do occasionally get some people here that show up, you know, with some skills that actually use us, you know, as a test drive, so to speak. Right? Come out. They have been thinking about buying a Ferrari, and you know, here I am. I've had Porsches and want to really see the difference. So we can we can end up in that category as well. Yeah, we we're just talking about that before you popped on, which uh, it makes sense. You'd think people would do it with a you know two hundred and fifty thousand dollar purchase, but many don't. There's also kind of a there's also kind of a nice bragging right, which is you know I live 
in a place where we frequently will see Ferraris and Porsches and yeah. a lot of supercars and high-end cars and stuff like that. And if you're cruising through Beverly Hills and you see a 488 or you see an NSX or you see a GT3 Porsche, it's kind of nice to turn to the person who's in the passenger seat and go, yeah, I don't like the handling of the Porsche, you know. (laughs) And not lie about it. It starts to shimmy about 140. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That whole rear wheel steering thing throws it off a little, you know. And, and speaking of speeds, uh, the straightaway is not, you know, it's not the Mulsanne straight, but if you, if you get out of turn 12, I guess it's turn 12, you get out of yes. that, you get out of that last turn clean. Yeah. You get you, some speed out of that you, turn. You're, you're getting up around 150 at the end of the straightaway, certainly in the 488, which yeah. is pretty exhilarating. Yeah. That's, uh, that's why it was put there because that's what everybody wants to do is, you know, get the cars up to, some potential of their speed and see see what it's like and uh that that's the that's the place to do it what are your fastest cars out there like what are your top three or four fastest cars out there the the 488 gtb obviously does a great job the huracan and then the uh uh, gt3 rs those are the the three fast cars we we forgot about the lambo um yeah during the instruction, I think it was pointed out that the lap record was in the Porsche. Uh, and now Matt yeah, found himself to be faster in the 488 than the Porsche. But the, I believe our instructor told us that the Porsche set the lap record at maybe 61 seconds and change or some, yeah, in somewhere the in there, low, lower yeah. 60s. Yeah, somewhere somewhere just above a minute, a minute in the uh, lap score there. Uh, I did have it on occasion. Uh, we had the cars and coffee out here for a while, and we ran um, a uh, kind of an open track day and things, and had some cars come out. And I had uh, uh, Premier One Sports Cars bring out a couple of cars, and they had one of their race car drivers with them who brought out a, a GT3 RSR, which is a lot of aero, big, wide, sticky tires, and it was uh, sub one minute. So it was uh, like. 54 wow. and change, about a 55-second lap, which was fast, really fast. You know, Matt did uh, 69 seconds? Yeah, 69 yeah. seconds. Which is uh, quick, as far yeah. as I can tell. I mean, that's, uh, that's outstanding for the first time on the track. Anything that starts with a six is uh, is moving, right? Absolutely, yeah. I, shifter carts shifter carts. we've had up here, too. Uh, about, I think at uh, end of October, we ran a, a shifter car race, and they uh, – they were right around a minute a lap, so yeah, you're you're doing good if you're in the 60s. There is a uh, funky time kind of cool spec racer car that's uh, in the lobby of the place that uh, I was talking to uh, one of the managers there about, and they're explaining that they have this series, and you'll you'll remind me, Darren, of what the name of the series is, but these, uh, I think they have a. Uh, they have a motorcycle engine in them. Did you see that little kind of funky go-kart coupe? Yes. Yeah. Out there? Le- legend cars. Legend Legends. cars. And everything's yes. exactly the same on every car. And they, he said it's some great racing. It yeah. is. It's, it's, uh, we started that up uh, in December. And they're doing a uh, five-race series. They've got one coming up this weekend. That's, uh, the, I guess, the ninth, 10th. And the next time they're back, the end of the month. And then again in February. Uh, unbelievable little car. It 
you know, it teaches you a lot about car control. And I know you guys have driven a lot of different things, but, you know, short wheelbase, pretty snappy with the horsepower to weight ratio. And uh, you, it's a, it's a handful But these, there's kids out there. They start them at, I think uh, as young as like 12 mm-hmm. guys are in those things. And then there's some guys that even show up that are, you know, quote pro racers that may be doing like NASCAR truck stuff, that kind of thing. And they come and race these just because it's fun. Yeah. NASCAR truck guys are amongst the heavier drivers in in the motor, in motorsports. I've found. Maybe think about Mike Skinner. I don't yeah, know. Maybe maybe yeah. Mike Skinner. But uh, so the the only problem I could see is that damn twelve year old who's who's clocking yeah. in at one hundred nine pounds is is going to kick the ass of the NASCAR truck guy who's coming in at uh, you know two fifteen. Yeah, because yeah. the engine. I, it's a motorcycle engine. It, it it can't be more than a thousand cc's in displacement, or maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, the one that's in the lobby, it, it's running the old motor. Um, it, that was a thirteen hundred cc air cooled oh, wow. motor. Mm-hmm. So now the new ones are nine hundred cc water cooled and have I think thirty more horsepower or something wow. in them. I don't know what the overall horsepower is in them, but they're it moves them along pretty quickly. And what do you guys do for people that want to bring their own car to the track? Do you do you allow it? Do you is there what are the circumstances yeah, making that happen? We were uh, asked that for a long time, and you know the retail side of our business just took off, and we just did its thing so well that it was really hard to kind of figure out how to work that in. So along came uh, twenty twenty, and. Uh, we figured that out really quick. So uh, we started uh, track days. So once once a month, the third Sunday of the month, we have an open track day where you can bring your own car out, which led us quickly into a membership program where now you can sign up, be a member, and bring your car out on Monday mornings, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings. We open the gates about 6 o'clock, and you're on track until 10 do your thing out there and just uh, eat up pavement. And it's great because we get these guys that are working in town, attorneys, doctors, the average average guy from with a Camaro to I've got a 350Z guy out here, some Lotuses. Um, I've got even, i got a, a tuning, uh, tuning guy that's out here um, that has a membership and he does uh, arrive and drive stuff for endurance racing. And so they have a spec class E46 BMW and then an Acura uh, that they run. And so they, they came out and they've been practicing and tuning and testing. And he said, it's one of the best things that they did because they were never able to shake the car down and figure out what they did before they went to a race. And they did one uh, just before Thanksgiving and podiumed. So they were very happy. Uh, let me give a plug to the website, speedvegas.com, and also Twitter and Instagram, at Speed Vegas as well. It's a great experience. It's a pretty, it's pretty much bucket list kind of experience. Uh, it ain't free, but <laughs> um, I got to tell you, for the price of going out and having a real nice steak dinner with a couple of friends, uh, you can get out there and do something and experience something you haven't experienced before versus sure. the steak and the martini, like, which I enjoy, but I've done it. If you're going to Vegas and you're times. gambling, at least you know when you drive the cars, you're going to win, right? <laughs> you're always going to feel good about it. It is it is a great experience. Uh, and, and it's about, what, 10, maybe 15 minutes from the strip. It's, it's an easy drive to pop over there. It's not way out in the middle of nowhere. 
Oh yeah, it's a quick it's it's a quick hit from uh, the center of the strip. So and uh, as it uh, as I read here, just ten minutes away from the famous uh, "Welcome to Las Vegas" sign. Hey, Darren, thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for the experience. We had a great time at your facility. Oh, you guys are welcome. Anytime, please. Uh, next time you're in Vegas, come out and say hello. And uh, who knows? You know, we're always getting new cars, and uh, you may have something different out there for you to drive. Thanks, Darren. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what my time was, so that's why I didn't include it. But um, I'm trying to figure out. They give you a key fob, and you plug it into your computer, and plug it into the car, and, and that kind of stuff. But I couldn't read mine. So I wasn't sure exactly what my lap time was. I got up on the roof, or not on the roof, on the deck. Yeah, and was doing uh, was clocking times when you were going around in the uh, GT3, the, yeah. the Porsche, and uh, you did a seventy three, and then you did a seventy two, and and some change, but uh, evidently faster in the four eighty eight. Yeah, that's what they told me. I think. Um, uh, I think the spec was 73 that they gave me they, uh, and then 69 in the uh, in the yeah. Ferrari. Again, if it starts with a 6, it tracks a mile and a half, right? Yeah. It starts with a, a 6. Yeah. That's uh that's and, and It's a fun track. It's a fast track. It certainly seems like a fast track, but not not overwhelming. I think they did a no. good job mm-hmm. on coming up with the right layout to make it fun for people that have have experience and not overwhelming for somebody who doesn't have have experience. They did a pretty good job. Right. So if you're at a mile and a half and uh, you're, uh, you know, 69 seconds, uh, you're averaging, I don't know, 83 miles an hour or something, which is, you know, moving pretty good on that track. That that straightaway, I believe they said was a half mile and it goes by in a blink of an eye because you're doing 140, almost 150, depending on what you're driving. I think I got the the 488 right up to exactly 150 at the end of that straight. Um, so it's a good time. And, uh, again, go out and experience life a little bit over there, people. Um, what else is uh, going on in the world of cars, Matt? Uh, just a, c- a couple little uh, updates you guys might be interested in. Um, we talked a little bit about the the Ford Bronco, the full-size Bronco being delayed a little bit. And they're having some issues with um, sourcing parts for the top. I guess different different manufacturers are all contributing to the vehicle and the, mm-hmm. the modular top. Now, I don't know if it's a COVID thing or not, but basically what they're saying now is uh, they're not going to be able to start production on the vehicles until May 3rd, I believe. So deliveries will be in the summer. Um, but that being said, they've already started leaking news about 2022. They're going to have a Heritage Edition version of this. So uh, as people are just starting to get their Ford Broncos this summer, there's going to be a 22 version. I'm sure it's just a trim package, different, uh, you know, cosmetic stuff. Maybe they do, you know, faux chrome trim stuff. They go kind of a, a throwback thing, but that's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's kind of weird because, um, you buy a new car and you always know there's the heritage coming up in two years or, they're going to take the uh, V8 out and put a V10 in it, you know, like all this kind of stuff. And then there's it's just always these things like, should I just hang out? But right. but the problem is it's perpetual. Right. It just keeps going. So 
there's never a good time to jump in because two years away, there's always going to be a cooler version of what you're getting. So it, it seems like that's happening more and more and faster with the car companies. Like, you know, right. they go, hey, here's the new whatever. Here's a new Bronco. And then they go for, for five years of its life under that platform. Every year or so, they want to do some version even the 4gt they're like we're doing the heritage edition and now we're doing the the full carbon pack one and you know like it's, and it's always ways to get more money it, it, <laughs> and get it offer something a little more unique it is it is it's funny that it took them a million years to put on a set of brembo brakes yeah. and a momo steering wheel and a recaro seat yeah, you know what right. i mean like actually as i think back on i'm trying to kind of picture but Mustang and a few other companies, maybe Porsche or something like that, they did do like a Recaro seat yeah, for, for a little while. But it, it's like, it's a weird part of our life and our society, which is like, how many people buy your product and then take it over to Brembo and take off your product mm-hmm. and put the Brembos on? How many years is that going to go on before you blow a call into Brembo Yeah, and go, hey, yeah, uh, people are putting your, the brakes on our cars. Uh, you you like the business? We kind of like to just put them on in the factory. You know, what, what can we do? Right? Why not? It's 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 a it's a triple crown, right? Now the customer be able can get that option directly from the dealer, right, right. from the factory. Right. Brembo gets their deal, and and the car company in this case, Ford. You're saying they get a little piece of the action of the whole thing, right? <laughs> right. So why 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 not? And I you love the idea of being able to order up your car, going, ah, I want the Mustang GT, or I want the Mustang GT with the performance pack and the upgraded Brembos, and it's it's included in the price or your lease or your whatever and your warranty. And if you're the guy who's making the car, the manufacturer, then you get kind of the prestige of the Brembo brakes and the performance of the Brembo Brembo brakes or whatever whatever aftermarket part you're putting on. I I think in the past the thought was we need our own shit on our own cars, yeah. but I think that was sort of I think there was a, a sort of a pride there, but I think I think they've they've gotten over it which is interesting because we talk about it with other cars going hey you know uh, whatever car company your your infotainment system sucks it would be okay to to reach out to a microsoft or a google or an apple and go hey we don't mind putting your logo on our dashboard as long as you guys are claiming ownership of of what's going on here i i think it's a selling point I completely, I completely agree. And it's, 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 if you hang around long enough, you realize there's a lot of arbitrary rules. There used to be a lot of rules in show business. Uh, then there's no, then all of a sudden there's no rules. Like I always used to go, like they'd always go, you can't go on the Tonight Show and then go on Letterman. Or you can't go on Letterman and then go on the Tonight Show. Yeah. I'm like, why not? And they just plug in a movie or whatever it is, yeah. you know. And they go because they don't want you after you've been on, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like all these rules, and then at some point, no rules, and yeah. no one gives a shit. Besides, who, whoever's watching one is not oh. watching the other. It's like it's you know. I've had all com- the I've had conversations with people all the time. If you're watching Letterman, you're not toggling back and forth between Leno and Letterman. You're yeah. just watching yeah, Letterman. you picked one that you want and so whatever. when Bill Murray goes on Letterman, he goes on Letterman. And then if he goes on The Tonight Show, then those viewers will think he's on The Tonight Show exclusively. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, yeah. This last bit of news. Tell me what you think of this. So FCA, which is Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, is merging with PSA Peugeot, which is the... Uh, 
big big company there. We don't have them. They have Citron. They have Peugeot. We don't really have that here anymore. Big merger. The new company is going to be called Stellantis. Mm-hmm. And they combined will be the fourth largest automotive manufacturer mm. uh, in the world. I believe behind uh, Volkswagen, uh, Renault, Nissan, and uh, I'm trying to think of now who the other one would be. But uh, uh, it's but not, not that but, Indian company. Oh, Toyota. Toyota. Oh, Toyota. Yeah, um, but obviously the financial makeup of this. How? What do you do? You you do more cross platforms of vehicles. You got to share platforms, share pieces. You know, we see it a lot with Volkswagen Group between Volkswagen and Lamborghini and Porsche and Audi mm-hmm. and Bentley. You know, there's a lot of that. So you're going to have to start cutting some costs. Um, but what they're talking about doing is is it's very likely it may trickle down to eliminating the Chrysler brand completely. Chrysler mm. has their 300C, which Dodge has the Charger, which is kind of the same. And then we have the uh, the, the Chrysler, I think, Pacifica, which is the minivan, still pretty mm-hmm. popular. But you have the Dodge Caravan, which is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. So just from a historical standpoint, would be – a do you think we'd be okay? Do you think Americans and Bear Jackson and and, uh, and Mika would be fine with no more Chrysler? I think what they should do with Chrysler is kind of maybe what they have done with many, many brands, brands of cars, brands of motorcycles, brands of booze, you know, mm-hmm. retire it for a decade, you know, and then come back with something special. Right. Okay, and and put the Chrysler badge on that, you know, with another three hundred something, but that's done right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, have it. You know, it it it. It's like what happens is is it just fades and fades and fades and fades, and then it just becomes a kind of a joke, and nobody wants it. Blah blah blah. Like, spare yourself. Just pull yourself out completely. Give it a give it a decade and then just come back with something really nice with that badge on it. Right, something kind of unique and 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 maybe even limited, like something that would debut on the lawn at Pebble Beach and go, hey, yeah, we're going to do a few of these cars or yeah or whatever. Now that what- has some of the styling Harley Earl, I guess, and guys like that who I think Harley Earl was uh, one of those guys, like the three hundred yeah. price. I don't know much about Chrysler, but bring back something that has a cool heritage to it now the the mess you get into pt cruiser right don't go pt cruiser the mess that you get into is when you start to eliminate a brand like this on on the manufacturer level you're like all right we're we're getting rid of the marketing and and all that stuff but now there are dealers all around the place there's dealer associations do they become dodge if they're not already dodge do they become jeep if they're not jeep Mm. and then i get the part where you're like all right we're in 10 years, we're going to do a special edition Chrysler. Fine. Whoever's got the rest of those dealers, your Dodge or Ram or whatever dealer, they, they get the car. Right. Uh, but, you know, sitting down with like a dealer association going, ah, we're, we're, all the Chrysler dealers are going to become your choice. You could sign up for Fiat or Maserati or Ram or what, whatever you don't have. Or maybe do we bring with this merger like Peugeot or something over here and they have the option to become that. But uh, Peugeot's uh, interesting. Citroen is interesting. This stuff's kind of interesting. It doesn't have great brand recognition or great a great taste. Doesn't leave a great taste in people's mouths here. But people have such short memories that if if you made a great product and it had the name Peugeot on it, yeah, people people be all up in it. These dealers, it's not going to be a volume thing because right now 
one of the reasons why to eliminate Chrysler is it's just not really selling much. So right. whoever has a Chrysler de- dealer going, hey, if you brought Peugeot, we're only going to sell you know fifteen right. cars a year in the U.S. They're going to go, well, how many how many Chryslers are we selling right now anyway? So anyway, it's just kind of an interesting thought. Uh, let me give you a last interesting thought here. Geico, do you own? Do you rent your home? We do one or the other, I'm, I'm sure. And uh, you want to bundle and you want to save money. You take those policies. You take the uh, homeowners or the renter's insurance. You bundle it with your auto insurance. And that's where Geico comes in. Makes it easy for you to bundle. Go to geico.com. You get a quote. See just how much you could save. It makes it easy. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That is geico.com today. Naples, Florida, off the hook. Mm-hmm. Stand-up club, January 15th, 16th. Almost sold out. So a couple tickets left to that. We'll see you there. Uh, Burbank, California, Pickwick Bowl, January 23rd. And we'll do a drive-in show. And we'll do a car show there as well. So you can uh, go to adamcrolla.com for all those tickets oklahoma city bricktown comedy club february 26 27 there's shows all over the country so just go to uh adamcrolla.com and uh, get yourself a ticket uh oh yeah Look at you right. hitting the road hitting the road <laughs> screw <laughs> yeah. you COVID. what do you got the motorator uh well I, we'll post some videos and some fun stuff from speed vegas up on my social media at motorator so give me a follow there So until next time, Adam Crow for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Geico, do you own, do you rent your home? Well, you do one or the other. You work hard enough. How about you do a little bundle? Bundle with Geico. Make it easy to bundle the homeowners and renters insurance along with your auto policy. Uh, It's a good thing, too, because you got enough to do. You're busy these days. Save a bunch of money. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save when you visit Geico.com and get to bundling. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.